0: Thank mm-hmm. you. How are you doing? I'd start off, Jeremiah, by saying one thing, and this isn't my quote, I I have to attribute this to Tom Dutra. He always says, tough times don't last, tough people do. Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am Jeremiah Shan. Joining me today is Josh Guessman of Corner of the Galaxy. It is... I don't know the the preeminent. It's the it's got to be the biggest podcast covering the galaxy. They have a website as well. Uh, welcome to the show, Josh. This is uh, I'm I'm very excited about this.
1: Hey, Jeremiah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I don't know if uh, a preeminent uh, longest. You know, I, okay. I started this when I was a young guy, and now I'm I'm much older. So that's how um, it goes. You know, we're. Yeah, I, apparently, you know, I've I've started whenever the the players used to be older than me, and now I'm I'm older than all the players. I don't like that either. So, uh, how however that goes. By the way, they're still more mature than I am. I can definitely see that. Like, there's not a comparison there. There's people accomplishing things in life, and then you know, then there's me over here on on the other side. But it's still it's still a lot of fun. I enjoy it. So we're entering year fourteen of uh, of the podcast and covering the galaxy.
0: Well, you clearly got started because of the Sounders getting into MLS. That must have been the thing that got you. Got you going, you
1: know. know, Funny enough, I was one of it it was a weird way how we started the podcast, but I was at MLS Cup in 2009 whenever it was in Seattle, whenever it was Mm -hmm. the LA Galaxy playing against Real Salt Lake. And I'm sure I bought tickets from the Seattle Sounders fan in order to like sit two rows off the field, uh, in the corner and watch the LA Galaxy lose that penalty kick. So, yeah, it was a great time, love it.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's always a good time when you know it, it is funny. I was, I'm always reminded of this when in recent years, like because I still have it stuck in my brain that the Galaxy are the Sounders like bogey team. Uh, but the reality is that it's been, it's been a few years since, uh, since the Galaxy have got one over on the Sounders. Sounders have been very dominant uh, in this rivalry yeah. over the last, I don't know, I guess really during the Brian Schmetzer era. Uh, I don't know. Does it, what? what's the, what's the Galaxy uh, perspective on playing the Sounders? Uh,
1: if you go back, you know, let's say we go back further than five years, uh, a lot of people consider the founders to be one of the true real rivals of the LA galaxy. Right. And not just from um, a game to game perspective, but obviously uh, you know, championships yeah. and making the playoffs and, and all these things that sort of come into it. Um, hey, if you listen to Greg Vanny talk, and if you've listened to LA galaxy uh, coaches talk, going back even to Siggy and, and everybody else who was sort of talking, they always have respect for the LA galaxy. They're always talking about, you know, sort of um, always have respect for Seattle. They always talking about how much, Seattle has accomplished and how really uh, when you look at the franchises and the consistency that Seattle has had, it's something to be emulated across all of these, uh, all, all, all of the different areas the Galaxy need to improve in. But Matt, I was doing the same thing. I have a tendency to sit, sit here and think, oh man, Galaxy and Seattle always have like the best games. And what a rivalry and the whole deal. And I went back and what, so the last time the LA Galaxy won in Seattle was in July of 2016. That feels like yeah. it was last year but I'm reminded that it's not last year. It was quite a while ago. And the last time the galaxy had a win overall was in 2018. Um, I think that's right. But I was trying to check it before I came out. So I think that sounds right. That's a a considerable gap in let's say uh, competitiveness uh, from the LA galaxy because they have sucked uh, since 2017. So yeah, it's it's always interesting. Seattle is a rival to, to a lot of LA galaxy fans. It just may not feel that way in the last five years or so.
0: Well, Coming into this game, uh, the Galaxy and Sounders, at least on paper, seem to be going in different directions, obviously very early in this one. But Galaxy are off to a 2-0 start, uh, to a pair of 1-0 wins, including absolutely spoiling the party uh, in Charlotte. 75,000 people show up to just watch uh, the Galaxy dominate, really, the game. I mean, the the scoreline was, was flattering to Charlotte, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I think it was. I mean, if we've said anything in the first two games, whether it was the win over New York City, um, as we as the Galaxy continued their Champions League, uh, CONCACAF Champions League tour of, uh, of teams, uh, whether it was the win over New York City, they had chances and they missed some of those chances. And then you go to Charlotte and they had even more chances uh, and they didn't convert on a lot of those chances. I asked uh, Greg Danny earlier this week. I was I was like, what, are, are the guys getting frustrated on the offensive side? I mean, first of all, if you would have said that. If, I, if you would have said that I would have been asking about the offense being frustrated in the first two games like six weeks ago and not talking about the defense, which has been rather good in the first two games, uh, people would have lost their minds. How the, the defense has been the problem now for, for years. Um, how come all of a sudden it's the offense the problem? That sort of seems to be the case. But if you look at the Charlotte game, Galaxy defense played pretty well. I'm not going to lie and say I think Charlotte is a good team, but I do think they played better when they had 75,000 screaming fans behind them. So that helped. Um, but you look at that and there were missed chances. I mean, that could have been, you know, a three, nothing game, probably pretty easily, uh, when you look at it and maybe it could have been a three, one game. If you want to give Charlotte one of their, one of their really good chances that they missed as well. Uh, but in that atmosphere, I was convinced the galaxy were going to get out of there with a draw, just because I don't know how you account for opening day, 75,000 people, uh, you know, screaming against you. So it was, uh, it was fun to watch. Uh, An Efrain Alvarez with a little magic on his left foot, which he tends to do once a year. So I think you guys are good, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, (laughs) for the Seattle game,
0: yeah. Efrain Alvarez, it's like he has that one moment that reminds you, like, this is why everyone is so excited about him. But it's, I would imagine, as a Galaxy fan, it gets a little tiresome when it's like, well, yeah, but we were excited this level of excited about him four years ago or whatever. Like, it, it, it
1: is. I mean, I. He's played five, I think, five seasons now. Although you look at one of those, he was signed to the senior team and played mostly down at, at USL level. Uh, but he scored four goals, and three of them have been game winning goals. And like three of them have been ridiculous goals, too. So, you know, you, you sort of look at this and and it, it's disappointing. It's encouraging and disappointing at the same time. You're like, well, maybe this is his year. But I, I know people who have been saying that for the last, you know, two or three years.
0: So, well, I'm having a little bit of deja vu because. Last year, the Galaxy came into Seattle after starting 2-0, and but it was a very different start. They won, I think, 3-2, actually, both games before before this one. So they were kind of swashbuckling and, and giving up chances, but scoring tons, and they, they actually got off to a, a pretty great start, 7-3, I believe, uh, through their first yeah. 10. And then it just sort of – it didn't all fall apart at once, but it just started the, – the wheels started, started to come off and the defense started to get exposed – is this team like, how do you make, I mean, obviously it's a very different start, but is it, is the team fundamentally different than it was last year? Oh,
1: million dollar question. Um, I don't know. It, it feels like it. If there's, there's a deep, there's a team defensive effort that certainly I think has not been there before. Um, the biggest thing, and it was funny because uh, the galaxy signed uh, Eric Savaleta, Greg Danny's nephew. Uh, which everybody has a fun time talking about all the time. Uh, seems like a great guy. We had him on the show. We had him on the show on, on Thursday night. He was,
0: Former he was Sounder.
1: Um, and he was uh, very early on and then over to Toronto. Chivas USA as well in Toronto. Um, That's right, Chivas so USA. Like you went on guy.
0: loan to Chivas USA. I forgot about that. He was
1: there. Was, he was there, uh, he was there for, for one season in 2014. Um, and so, But he was talking about it. And it's funny because he's from an outside perspective, really. But he goes, you know, the LA Galaxy had heartbreak last year. And basically, they had the same number of points as Real Salt Lake. Um, and as I like to remind everybody, Real felt like cheated their way into the playoffs um, with the, <laughs> with those numbers of points. Um, and that's how, that's how they became a playoff team in the LA galaxy. Didn't well, there's a collective heartbreak there. And it's funny. Cause we talked about 2009, just starting, you know, I was, I was in the stadium for MLS cup. That was a collective heartbreak in 2009 and 2009 led to a 2010 team that won a supporter shield. And then there was collective heartbreak when the, when FC Dallas came in and stomped them out of the Western conference finals and, and that one. So, like you sort of see these things building and there's moments. And I've said, this team is going to overperform whatever you think they're going to do this year. Maybe not by a lot, but looking at the roster, I think there's holes on this team and I don't think they've been patched. And I don't think they're perfect, but they're going to overperform because they had their heart broken last year. They were embarrassed a little bit. And they're using that as a collective rally cry right now to be better than they were last year. So this defensive effort thing you're seeing is a reaction to that heartbreak. And It's almost like, um, you know, every game counts. Well, for the Galaxy right now, it's not every game counts. It's every minute counts because they're refusing to let what happened last year happen again. And they're starting in these first two games. Um, I thought they played, you know, sort of determined against New York City FC, which had some chances in that game and and probably deserved to score a goal. And then against Charlotte, when you handle that pressure in that way, I think it, it says a lot about what the team is. So I'm high on them. But having seen what happened last year, uh, their better performances came at the end of the year last year. They weren't winning, but they were playing better. Um, and so those things didn't really mix because at the beginning of the year, they were winning, but they weren't playing that well. So you, you have this mix of, they were probably a pretty mediocre team last year. Maybe they got a little bit better and maybe that puts them in the top four or five in the Western conference, which got more difficult because
0: of Nashville. And you guys know all about Nashville. Yeah. Nashville is no joke. Uh, they <laughs> yeah. are, they're going to strangle a lot of teams and they, they they brought it uh, in in the first game. No, like I'm I'm convinced they're going to be very competitive in the West, and maybe yeah. maybe they'll be the best team in the West. I don't know, but uh, you know, Chicharito was an interesting case study of the Galaxy last year. He started off gangbusters. He ended up finishing with 17 goals, and I don't. And I, I think there was this perception that he fell off a little bit at the end of the year, but it wasn't really that he fell off. It was just that he he didn't play as much. He he had to yep. he battled through some injuries. Uh, what's his his uh, how has he come into this year? Is this look like if he stays healthy, is this a, this seems like a 25 goal scorer potentially.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at the golden boot last year and I think he only missed it by, you know, three or four or five goals something like that, but he played, you know, a significant number of less games. Yeah. Uh, whenever it came down to it. And so um, his finishing, you know, his, his goals plus assists um, per 90 was one of the highest in the league when he was on the field, the galaxy scored and the galaxy won. Um, and he's going to be that way again. I don't know if his body can handle it. He's in as good a shape as he was last year. And this was his revenge tour, his revenge body year last year. Um, he had some some personal issues and a 2020 year that didn't go well and just a whole bunch of things. So he put together his revenge body year uh, and he came in into some of the best shape I've, I've seen him in. I mean, he is absolutely ripped. Uh, he's absolutely jacked. He is as much of in shape and focused on playing in Major League Soccer as you can say, anybody was, I mean, there was a, there's a real knock on him in 2020 that like he didn't care and he didn't want to be there. Maybe some of that's true. Um, but you look at him now. Yeah. Uh, and there's, there's no guy, I'm almost convinced there's no guy in MLS who wants to be here uh, in MLS playing more than he does right now. And this is a guy who, you know, said the word retirement whenever he was coming to the other galaxy made everybody upset. There's, I mean, there's nobody who works harder on the field and he's not a spring chick. So uh, if he stays on the field, yeah, 25 goals. Could it be 30 goals? Sure, if he gets on a, a tear. I mean, he is a guy that gets in positions to score goals every single game. And if he starts putting those away, which he hasn't been doing over the first couple, I should say that he scored the game-winning goal in the New York City game. But anyway, it, he's he's not connecting on all the chances he has. If he starts doing that, he's going to start, start scoring two and three goals a game. Um, and it's going to be difficult for teams, I, I think, to handle him. It's going to be difficult for Seattle to handle him. He is a handful, and nobody has an answer for him. I'm not convinced you can just shut him out of the game. You sort of have to manage him a little bit.
0: So Victor Vasquez has been one of the, the play the expected playmakers of this team. What's his health status right now?
1: Uh, Trained with the team on Thursday, Greg uh, said afterwards that they were just looking for his reaction to that. um, to sort of see how he was doing Galaxy's Second game in a row on turf. Um, I think he's going to play. It didn't seem like Greg was overly concerned about it. Now he's, good at sometimes putting us off on on those things and sort of making it seem like he's going to play and then he doesn't play him Um, but I think if Victor's healthy he's gonna he's gonna play him Uh, Greg talked about having the week in between games and he's going to continue to talk about that this whole year which is having time and space between games to recover and to train and to learn things is just a huge advantage from what it was last year and and the condensed schedule uh, really that that they had so uh, he's going to talk that up I think Victor Vasquez is going to be fine Um, he'll at least be available I don't know if he'll start uh, which puts in an interesting conundrum of who the galaxy would start. Uh, there's lots of people clamoring for, for the goal scorer himself, the, the, the magical left foot uh, guy uh Alvarez to play in there. And I think that would be a horrible decision um, to start him, <laughs> but there's lots of people who think that that could be the way to go um, in this particular case, or you could look at somebody like Sasha Clush, and the galaxy do play that, that central attacking midfielder role in more of a little bit of a wandering role. So Vasquez, rarely sets up in the middle he'll move out to the wing and then kevin cabral will sort of tuck up next to chicharito and all of a sudden there's two strikers up top and and out and vasquez is playing on the left wing sasha question a little bit different if he comes in and plays that position um but the galaxy are platooning that position there's also a possibility of douglas costa uh coming in and playing in the center and sort of bringing in grand Stewart on the on the outside and be making him a starter with cabral and that type of thing. a possibility certainly as well um, i don't know how much greg wants to change things and we haven't really seen him uh we had two back-to-back lineups to start the first uh two games. Uh we don't remember that happening in a very long time. So this is already new 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 territory for us.
0: So Douglas Costa was obviously a big big name uh that got added this offseason. What have you seen from him so far? You know, he he comes in sort of I guess mercurial is maybe the right way of of describing his play. He's uh, a very exciting player and not always the most productive player.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, was playing, I, I say this, he was getting ready to play second division soccer in Brazil um, whenever the Galaxy got him. Um, but obviously, uh, when he's on the field, he's probably the most talented player on the field. It's just one of those, does he show that? Um, what we've seen so far from him is that we either have one of two situations, at least for me, and I'm on the fence of it. Um, he's either not in game shape, um, which I think is, is fair. Uh, he's, he's not 100% there yet. So usually about 65 minutes is probably going to be his tops right now. Um, the other side of things that I think we might see with Douglas Costa is that he just doesn't have it anymore, which is an interesting sort of take as well. Um, I like his speed. He seems to have good acceleration, super creative, makes passes that people don't expect. So that's something that everybody's trying to trying to figure out. Julian Rajo commented uh, to to Greg Vanney and and Greg related to us. He's like, yeah, he's always passing me the ball when I'm not looking at him. He's like, I just have to be like, ready. <laughs> for that, right. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to figure out. It's a a different level guy, right? There's, there's two guys on the field sort of play at a different level. And that's Chicharito and and Douglas Costa for the galaxy. And that's that like upper echelon level of of smartness on the field. He absolutely has that creativity off the, off the charts, quickness still there, some bursts of speed, but not very long. Um, but an exciting guy to watch. We're waiting to sort of see how it, how it develops. Um, Greg Vanny says he releases the fastest shot he's ever seen. So if you give him a half a yard, he somehow is able to like rear back and fire a shot off and it gets off and you're nobody else. You didn't even see his foot go backwards. You know, it's one of those guys. Um, and so if he can start getting those on target, uh, then yeah, there's some, there's some danger there. And I think he, he's creative enough that he and Chicharito really link up well. That's what we've at least seen through two games.
0: Anyone else you think we should be sort of uh, keeping an eye on uh, who, who is the player that sort of uh, is a good barometer of, of how things are going for, for the galaxy
1: well like the biggest one is probably kevin cabral um and and kevin uh has had a rough start in mls he puts himself in all the right positions and can't finish to save his life um he's he has gotten better he's gotten stronger he's still young i think he's 22 um so there's there's still some development there he's the galaxy's young designated player uh so he's one if he's playing well the galaxy are usually playing well the the big guy who has had uh, two game-winning uh, assists in, in back-to-back games is uh, Raheem Edwards, uh, which has sort of been a surprise uh, playing at the left-back role with Jorge Viafania. apparently a, a much longer term injury than perhaps we were let to know uh, or let on. Uh, Edwards has come in and he's the starter at left-back. Uh, a ton of speed, uh, loves to cut inside, loves to sort of come across the top of the box whenever he's in that left-back role, but the Galaxy have with Julian Araujo and with uh, Raheem Edwards, two very dynamic, very quick and very hard working on both sides of the ball guys with Raheem Edwards and and Julian Araujo, Uh, uh, something we did not expect to see, but in two games, Edwards has been one of the standout players of the galaxy this year. Uh,
0: And Jonathan Bond has been an interesting uh, player to me. I mean, he at times looks like uh, how did he, you know, not to, not to, belittle this league that we're in but you know how did he end up in mls when he he seems like he was a player that was sort of built for playing uh, in england sometimes but uh he's gone up and down a little bit uh what's how's he looking these days uh what do you make of him
1: yeah i think the ups and downs can be relayed to something that's uh fairly easy to understand whenever you're bombarded by like 13 or 14 shots every game (laughs) you can't you can't make a hero save on all of those right and you know it's sort of one of those things i actually asked him this question um on on thursday i was like i was like do you feel like you getting limited shots allows you to be better he's like yeah he goes 100 he goes whenever they're not allowing this barrage of shots to come on he goes i feel like i'm more concentrated he goes i didn't even have to really do anything in the in the new york city game he made one save um, and I think he had to make three saves against Charlotte. So um, not really a high work rate for a guy who routinely made nine or 10 or 11 saves um, whenever he was playing last year. The fun thing about him is he has a Seattle uh, uh, connection as well. So oh. um, yeah, this is great. I, I And whenever Jonathan was signed, I talked to him, I think almost as soon as he landed in LA, we got him on our show. So I've I've known him for a little bit. And I finally got to meet him face to face just last week because um, you know, with all the COVID restrictions and stuff like that, we really haven't been able to say. So it was fun to have him. But his mom um, is American. His dad is English. His mom, and apparently their family grew up in Seattle, so she was a Seattle Sounders fan. Oh, <laughs> uh, growing up. And so then then she fell in love with with his dad, um, and she moved over to England, um, and you know Jonathan was born out of that. So I asked him uh this week i said so um so i know i think talking back your mom's a seattle Sounders fan so she rooting against you this weekend you know the whole deal he's like uh-huh. no she would never do that no that's not gonna happen but he says he has a ton of family in seattle that he likes going uh, wow. he's one of the he's, he's one of the few players who uh actually likes turf so there you go i mean this is wow, a Sounders wow. you are no kidding right no kidding so, so he said all those things,, uh, so he says it's always it, it was fun going last year and he was excited to do it this year again and see some family and, and do that stuff. so he's he's looking forward to the game.
0: That's awesome. I had never heard that uh, and I'm sure people will love that story. Um, that's awesome. i'm I'm I don't know I, I love those I love those little uh local connections. Well, this is has nothing to do with the game uh Saturday. But I am curious because this is an idea that I've been kicking around. I've been like trying to convince the Sounders that this would be a good idea. But I think it was either, was it last year or a couple of years ago, the Galaxy uh, installed safe standing in the supporter section at their Mm -hmm. stadium. How has that gone? Has it proved popular? Is it something that has been anything close to a game changer? Uh, What do you make of that?
1: I, I, I will defer somewhat just because I have not been over there. I've seen it. I've, I've, I've been, I've walked in the rows, you know, day I do not stand up and jump up and down. I sit in the press box. So I'm way too out of shape to do yes, that. Yes, sir. 100%. No, um, no shape. But, but from what I can tell, uh, 100%, uh, everybody loves it. And they're asking why it wasn't done seven years before. And to their, to their uh, credit, the, the LA Galaxy supporters, especially on that side of Angel City Brigade, um the galaxians and some of the other ones have been asking for that for years and years and years and years um and it finally got done it does it changes almost nothing from how it looks on tv or anything like that it lo- really looks the same because they were always standing in those seats sure, anyway, so it didn't really matter right but i can tell that it's just there I, it feels like there's just there's more room to move and there's more yeah, things yeah. to do and so it just it just adds to it so i am 100 on the safe standing do it Absolutely. Every single time get it done. And if anybody's not doing it, um, they're idiots. I'll be, I'll be the one who calls people idiots. They're idiots. It absolutely should be done in sports sections. It makes a hundred percent sense.
0: The thing I, so the, the challenge, the biggest challenge here is obviously that the Sounders share the stadium with uh, this other team that uh, we it's don't need to mention. Never heard of them. Right. But I don't know why it wouldn't work in the NFL. Like why, why, like, if you put it in a section, I could see that being, especially w- with the possibility that our team here is going to not be good for a few years. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this, but apparently it's the biggest story in the world that, that, uh, this, that
1: Russell, Russell, Russell Wilson, is, is the, isn't he, he's part owner. Of the, he's part uh, owner of the Sounders. Sounders right?
0: Exactly. That's how, what, how could he be going to Denver?
1: How is he going to, is he going to be part owner of the Rapids now? I know, that that I know, went? I don't
0: know, but, uh, yeah, now that they're, so they're going to be awful for a few years. You may as well start trying out different ideas and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, and missile become the new thing in the NFL, uh, safe standing. It,
1: it, I don't, you know, it's so, it's so interesting. Just like whenever you look at the types of fans that look at those things and, and how that would go over in the NFL, they would, they would clutch their chest. And I die, know. Right. I, know, I mean, you know, I know, but I, but I'm also <laughs> with you a hundred percent. That is, uh, you know, uh, the, the Sounders and the Seahawks certainly make enough money to be able to rotate that stuff out. That's I don't my think thing it's too,
0: yeah, yeah. I, so I have. You could do it. They keep telling me like, oh, well, it would have to be a permanent solution. It's like, but does it? Like, they're on. I don't know. I, I'm looking at the the contraptions here. It feels like you could slide in different uh parts. I don't know. uh Just we need to get uh, I, we need to get a 3D printer out. That's. I think we just need a 3D <laughs> printer and some clips. We'll figure that out. It's not a problem. Exactly. Well, Josh, I really appreciate you coming on. uh If you are at all interested in what's going on with the galaxy make sure you check out corner of the galaxy. It is, uh, it is like the, it's like the standard, uh, podcast at the very least, if not the standard bearer for galaxy coverage in general. Uh, so I really appreciate the work you're doing, Josh. Uh, one of these, I love these OG like, uh, bloggers out there that uh, have been doing it even longer than I have. So it's, it's great to see you staying it staying
1: at it. It it's a ton of fun. I would, uh, I would keep doing. We just call it the Senior Podcast. I just get, I just grant the senior status. I've, I've been doing it for too long.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, I'm Jeremiah Jan, signing off. Uh, this for the Center at Heart Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.